This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it's time for uh, some Twitter questions, which I had some backlogged, and so I wanted to clear some out before uh, we got going to training camp, get some of these out there and and finish these up uh, before they became a little bit less relevant as we got into camp. So first question here is from Chase. He says, how is Jalen Tolbert going into camp, leading guy to be wide receiver one when Gallup is back? And yes, that is a question. So uh, I guess basically do we believe that he is currently ahead of uh, James Washington. I don't know if he currently is. He probably is just because James Washington didn't practice with that tendonitis or whatever he had uh, in his ankle. Um, and so just the fact that Tolbert was available probably has him a little bit ahead. But I just I think regardless, once they're both on the practice field, I think Tolbert is the better player. And I, I think that'll kind of stand out once we get to camp. But I thought when he did practice and he did work with Dak, the little we got to see, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I, I, I tell you with Tolbert, and I wonder how much extra work he's gotten with Dak since the the OTAs and the mini camps. You know, Dak, we always talk about the Dak yard uh, mm-hmm. where he has players come over and throw around and, you know, they could work at the at the star as well. Uh, you know, Dak's one of those guys we always know about hard work and, you know, Tolbert's a situation too where he needs to come in and hit the ground running. They're going to rely on him, him and Washington both. The Cowboys do not need to have these practices where all of a sudden the receivers aren't any good, you know, and it makes it look really bad. And all of a sudden here you're trying to get ready for Tampa, and then C.D. Lamb is the only one that's doing anything any good. Uh, They need Washington. They need Tolbert. They need guys to step up and show that they can be reliable, uh, you know, going forward. And and Tolbert collegiately was – I thought he was outstanding. And his ability to make plays – so. The learning curve for wide receivers tends to be a little smaller, uh, but I, I can say I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see if he comes in and can stay healthy, fight through all the soreness, and be a productive, reliable guy by the time they leave camp. Well, one of the things that I think we saw at camp that was really encouraging was you saw that that last practice, that uh, mandatory minicamp practice with Dak and Tolbert, they were talking the entire time with each other about what they were seeing and. I mean, between every snap, it was basically Dak and Tolbert talking, uh, less Dak talking to the whole huddle, more Dak just talking directly to Jalen Tolbert. So I think they're getting in that work and and trying to, you know, make sure that they've got that chemistry down. I think that Tolbert could very easily come out of this as a training camp star and and be a guy who has a lot of highlight reel plays. And uh, I I think he's got a chance to, you know, at this level, I, I think he's got a real chance to be a player at or above the ability of Michael Gallup. Um, just that 
you know, not right away, but I think that he's a player who his ceiling, which I know you love that term ceiling. I think his ceiling, his ability is that that could surpass Michael Gallup. Uh, I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah, I think you, you're dead spot on with that one. Next question here from Jerry, and I guess we can tie Tolbert to this a little bit. Uh, lack Does the lack of free agent moves suggest they are all in with their 2021-22 draft picks? Um, so I think that when they decided this offseason they wanted to fix the intangibles and address the toughness and the character and things like that, I think that they did address a lot of that through the draft. The guys that they picked this year, Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, John Ridgeway, uh, you know, they picked a lot of guys with edge and toughness. Jake Ferguson, blue collar guy, a Wisconsin tight end comes from Barry. Clark Alton. at LSU is a tough guy. And, and, he, and, you're, and he's not going to, you know, he hopefully will be with you at some point in the season, but that is a tough guy from LSU. Absolutely. Yeah, he wore 18, 18. And that's yeah. uh, that yeah. leader special number. number. Yep. And so, uh, and I mean, we kind of referenced this a little bit and, you know, without getting into specifics, um, yeah, more hopefully stuff we can figure out when we get to camp. I know that there is a lot of a lot of trust, and I think they have some big plans for John Ridgeway in terms of with the culture and what they're doing in the locker room. Um, and, and I think that Ridgeway is a guy that I think they believe is is captain material down the road at some point. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that's a a good way to look at it. Tolbert, who we just mentioned there, I think part of the reason why Tolbert's here over maybe some other receivers that they would have been looking at is for the factor that he's got juice. He's got a little bit of an edge. You asked him when we did the draft show about, you know, chirping at the defensive backs a little bit. He'll talk. He's out there and he's talking. I think, you know, in the receiver room specifically, but on the team as a whole, I think they've missed the juice that Des Bryant used to bring at practice. And I think that that's something that they want to cultivate a little bit more. Yeah, you said that about Tolbert, and I asked him that question. He said sometimes you have to remind them that they're not doing their job, you know, kind of a thing. So, yeah, I, I think that it'll be it'll be a good study this summer to see how far along he really is. There's going to be some days where we're going to talk about him, and it might not be great because he's yep. tired, he's sore, uh, he had a bad day catching the ball, he didn't connect like he needed to connect. Ben DiNucci missed him when he was wide open. He might get frustrated. You know, there's things like that 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 plays into these receivers' mind. And there's a lot of pressure on this kid because they they're not going to have they're not going to have Michael Gallup for that first game. And we'll see about the second game. But he he needs to grow up quickly for this organization. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Brian, I think this is more a question for you because, uh, you know, this is this wouldn't be, you know, the one for me to address. Brandon is saying, why does Dak struggle with man coverage when he struggles to see wide receivers open? You'd think that he'd struggle more with his own, with his vision slash hesitation tendency. What's that say about our wide receivers ability to win one on one? Yeah, you know, that's the um, Dak deep, Dak intermediate, not as good, but Dak deep, good. 
you know, when you do have a little bit of separation, ball placement, stuff like that. You go all the way back seven years and watch Dak Prescott play at Mississippi State. You go back and you talk to, to uh, the, the coaches there at Mississippi State, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen had to be convinced that Dak Prescott was worth a scholarship. Uh, you know, there's been times where Dak has not been as accurate as he needs to be. There's people that say Dak can't throw receivers open. You know, that's that's what separates the elite ones from the guys that are in the top 10 still. You know, Dak's a top 10 quarterback, no doubt about it. But those elite ones at the top of that board, the accuracy, the ability to hit them on the wide receivers on the move, I think tells a lot. And Dak's game hasn't always shown that. And I think that's the the, the problem is that Dak with the vision, you know, you brought up a great point, and, I, and I've used it before about that that Washington game where he just threw that linebacker to hold the ball right to Holcomb. Yeah. He's like, why didn't he see him? And, you know, those are the kinds of mistakes. Of, there's every once in a while, Dak will have that one where he doesn't see it. But when he when he but when it has to make a tight window throw, there's just not that confidence that I mean, it's it, it's gotten better. But still, it's just that little bit of hesitation. Remember the breakdown from the ESPN, you know, uh, the Fowler report where they were talking to yeah. scouts and one of the evaluators made a thing about the extra little bit of hes- the little bit of hesitation. That's yeah. the difference between the that's the difference between the Aaron Rodgers and the Mahomes and and the Brady's and those guys. There's not that extra little bit of hitch. There's that throw it, and if it's there, it's there. And, you know, Dak, there's still that problem there. And I, I think it, it's just it's it's trying to be so fine when your whole life you've been just an OK passer. Now, he's got he's gotten far better as a passer with the Cowboys than he was at Mississippi State. Far better. Devel- I mean, I mean, just it, it's not even it's like night and day. But there's still that little bit of not being totally sure that separates him from the top quarterbacks. And if he can eliminate that not being sure, then we will talk about Dak Prescott, not for his salary, but how he's throwing receivers open and how he's accurate throwing the football. Do you think uh, it was a bad move for Dak's development when Mike McCarthy didn't retain John Kitna? Because that was a big thing that Kitna would preach to Dak was trust what you see and throw it. And, and I think we saw him play the most aggressive style of ball we've seen him play where he was just throwing what he saw, uh, I think, was 2019 when he was here with Kitten. And he, he had a lot of success in 2019. So do you think that was a a bad move for his development, the fact that they didn't keep Kitna when McCarthy came on? Yeah, I think there's a couple. You know, the one thing that Mike McCarthy has failed at is that the coaches that he initially brought on defensively majority of them were fired they had to go out and get a whole new you know dan quinn fell in their lap yep that's a blessing dan quinn then brought along guys george edwards was on the staff you know george edwards is an outstanding coach i've been with him he is very very good at his job but now you're you're looking at a situation where maybe mike mccarthy's like listen i don't want to keep Kitna because I've got young Kellen Moore 
And I don't think John Kitten was going to step on Kellen Moore's toes. I think yeah. he was going to help Kellen Moore. I think he was going to be able to help him with basically kind of a similar guy. John Kitten has had a better career as an NFL quarterback than Kellen Moore. But that could have been – I think that could have been a really good sounding board for him. You know, John Kitna is very much a a, a technique-driven guy. Yep. But he's also very good mentally. I, I just know that my time early covering the team when John Kitna was a quarterback, I'd never seen a – Tony Romo wished that he had the charisma of John Kitna because John Kitna was able to play dominoes with you know, some part of the team – he was able to lead Bible study with another part of the team. People gravitated towards him, you know, and he had that ability to, to take the room, you know, with him. And Romo never had that. But but see, that's how that's how Kitna teaches you got Dak. People believe in Dak. Teammates believe in Dak. Yeah. Jason Witten believes in Dak. Des Bryant believed in Dak. You know, they all believed in him. But the thing about it is there's the things that technically you see Doug Nussmar try to do and you're like, okay, does it translate to the game? Yeah, sometimes, but not all the time. And I think that's kind of where they miss John Kitten a little bit. Brian, it's, uh, it's been fun. We, we figured out this roster. We've answered a couple of questions. Now we just got to make sure that, uh, you know, we get on this plane and it actually lands uh in oxnard but uh we'll be out there uh knocking out a bunch of podcasts trying to grab a bunch of our 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 friends uh i'm looking forward to getting out there seeing these practices and uh you know just overreacting to everything that we see we'll totally overreact and we'll be here to talk about it and uh and and really really do appreciate everybody out there that that listens to the podcast when it gets posted uh it means the world to bobby and i that uh, that we have folks that care as much about this and then like you say, the podcasts go now from the two to the three. So we'll give yep. you an extra one and we'll, we'll put our eyes on it and promise to have some really good guests along the way for everybody to, to kind of break this team down a little further. So really, really excited about that. Bobby, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a little bumpy over Arizona. It'll be a little yeah. bumpy. Yeah, it'll be a little bumpy. So don't worry about it. You get through Arizona, you'll be fine. All right. All right. That, 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 I'll keep that in mind. As soon as I see uh boiling heat and red mountains, I know. Yeah, okay. There you go. When you get to that, you get that, those with that thermal draft is what they call it. So be careful oh, over that. Yeah. I'll be clutching the Mike Bassick tightly on that, uh, you know, praying that we don't go down. Uh, Brian, I appreciate you. And to all of you, we will talk to you again on Thursday.